Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile, what's the use of crying? You'll find second place is worth trying if you just smile. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 34 of the Secondary Heroes Podcast. It's our Joker Special Edition, plus we're going to talk about some awesome villains. This is your host, Trevor, and joining me as usual is... It's Prague. This is Josh. And always smiling, this is DeLorean Wolfgang, and that was one hell of a laugh, Prague. It feels like you channeled your inner Joker there. Prague? That wasn't me. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, shout out to friend of the program, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> That's right. He came on just to laugh for some reason. Yeah, we thought man. he was going to actually be a guest. Second. Yeah, we, we had him call teams. in and that's all he gave us. <laughs> that's all he did. And then he hung up. It was like, wait, 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 no. Uh, and they said, I'm not really here and left. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah. And then we just uh, received an email with the bill. That's going to be $400,000 for that laugh. So, uh, so please uh, uh, sign up it? on our Patreon to help us with that. <laughs> Yes, oh yeah, <laughs> check out our Patreon now. <laughs> we need to pay uh, for that stupid laugh. We already got a loan from Mickey, and now <laughs> we're just taking it deeper and deeper. Oh my God! Wait, wait, wait. Let's rewind that. What do you mean? Stupid Hold on. Laugh? Paying Mickey was one of the worst ideas we ever did. Let's keep him so off expensive. the podcast. Should. So uh, this movie, huh? What, what, what did you guys say? Was it funny or was it was it serious? I wish it was yeah. funny. Because then Wait I would have second. gone and seen did it. Did you see this movie? Okay. I would say, huh? <laughs> I would say that. And are we? Should we talk about spoilers? Is we do this as a spoiler free for our for our fans out there who haven't had a chance to see it yet? Maybe and we, we could start with spoiler things. free, and then we can let them know when we're going to, into spoiler territory. See, I think that's a good idea. We don't have to ruin everything about it. But yeah, no, there, there we don't have to do a full that we should on talk review. about. Because uh, it's kind of a big deal. It kind of like blew up within the last like week or two on social media. So a lot of people like went out to see like what was the deal, I guess, with uh, this movie. I think the box office blew up as well. Yeah, something blew up. So, um, ooh. I almost blew up. I, I was sitting there. It was a long movie. I should not have had It was that two much hours and two minutes. <laughs> what? When you drank as much as I did before the movie, I was like, woo! Remember Prague's old, man. That's a, oh, man. <laughs> Can't hold his water. Come on, man. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that, like, I'm like, I was trying to figure out when a good time to go to the bathroom was, but, like, I couldn't figure out a good time. And when I was going to go, I'm glad I didn't because it was one of the biggest They started playing the, the Hey movie. song? Kind of close to that moment. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually right before that, the scene that uh, was the predecessor to that big moment. Um, but, yeah, what did you guys like? I thought it was a, kind of more of a dark comedy, in my opinion, in places. So you actually thought um, it was funny? In a, in a twisted way, you can see Joker's humor. Like you can see what he was yeah. laughing at because it was dark. I mean, it's not like it was family-friendly affair here. Um, this isn't an MCU happy-go-lucky Iron Man flick. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it definitely wasn't as dark as I thought it was going to be. I mean, I went into this, and the internet obviously overhyped this to the to the max of how dark it was and how this was gritty and oh my god you know never go take your children to go see this which you probably shouldn't um but yeah. it made well, it sound like it was just like yeah, you probably shouldn't absolutely take your kids to go. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> probably shouldn't that's the but, media, but like man. they made it 
seem like it. But yeah, they also like just they're like really angry about that. Like it was going to incite violence and all this silly nonsense. They had like, extra cops video game presence at theaters. Extra cops for what? Jeez. Yeah, it wasn't even that bad. Um, I guess whoever reviewed that and said that have not seen many films in their lifetime. So yeah. eh, I mean, whatever. I really yeah. haven't seen many films that incite violence or any of that idea. And this one definitely is not even in the realm of that. There's no sequence where no. I'm like, you know, this Joker guy, he's got it down. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm just going to go <laughs> kill people now. This is great. <laughs> His life's fantastic. I think I'm going to go kill people now and be mentally ill. This is going to be fantastic. Whoa, people don't choose to be mentally ill, Prague. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's That's not my whole a point. Choice. Yeah, exactly. So the reviewers are wrong. So. Well, yeah. that's not, not a first for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, you, the media is awful, man, because the media does that stuff all the time. They hype it up to where they and hype honestly, everything to make I'll, it a big deal. Yeah. yeah, I'll guarantee you the producers were loving everything. It was all free. Oh, press. Of course, it was all oh, free. Great, like, press. Yeah. They it. were loving it yeah. because I mean, look at how much money they made. What what did you say? $93 million they made on their first weekend. Just opening weekend, I don't yeah. think that movie would have gotten that kind of money if it wasn't for all the, the huge amount of hype. Uh, it would have been close, but not maybe as much, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, because, I, I mean, know, it has strange. the whole Dark Knight vibe going on where, you know, we have the whole Heath Ledger setting a president of mm-hmm. going crazy, going so insane that he actually died. And so Joaquin Phoenix, this is the best turn of Joker, you know, all this hype going in. So people were intrigued. But in that age of less people going to the theaters, I think this pushed people. Oh, I'm going to go to the theaters opening weekend. I'm not going to wait for it to come out on whatever streaming service or wait a few weeks down the road. I think that's the difference. It is. They want to see like what this hype is all about. They don't want to be told later. They want to see it for themselves and judge it for themselves. Really. I think, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, especially nowadays, people are really getting sick and tired of being told what to do and what not to do and like how to feel. And it's like, you know what? I have my own feelings. I can figure this out myself. Thank you very much. Well, imagine Um, if there wasn't that media hype that was saying you shouldn't go see this. Do you think that they actually would have made that kind of money? I, I, I I think so. It still has the brand name, but I don't think it's, 93. No. Yeah, I'm not too sure about the 93. That's close, a big number. That was I crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's biggest true. October release ever, 235 million internationally. Biggest turn internationally, I think, than they even expected. And just, I think people do like the whole idea of sadistic killers in a relatively familiar society, not this fantastical world yeah. where it's like, oh, right. I can see the parallels and connections and that kind of idea. I mean, I think to this to the point is that we're talking about is that I felt that the Joker's back uh, cinematically. I mean, you see Heath Ledger put on a great performance, and then followed up by Heath Ledger was Jared Leto with his terrible uh, <laughs> rendition of the Joker. Then you have uh, Joaquin Phoenix you mean the smile? with his his his, his, his version of it. It just kind of feel my feel like a rebirth of the Joker character itself. Well, and that so, kind of raises question for that I was curious about. Um, I know that they were, they were in talks of doing a Jared Leto Joker at the same time and releasing it around the same time. They were as yes, this I Joker. This. Yeah. What do you I, think? I, I feel, how do you think that that would have affected each other? I think at the moment when they discussed that, that was probably because they didn't see how, uh, how Joaquin Phoenix was going to do. But I think now that he's, played this part has showed this version of joker 
putting Jared Leto back into that Joker spotlight would be a terrible thing to do. Well, yeah, and what's weird is like that was the gamble. The gamble was Walking Phoenix, not Jared Leto back in the day. And now you look at it and like the Jared Leto Joker movie would have been the gamble. Well, and Jared Leto, yeah, in hindsight, Jared Leto caused a huge stink about not getting his own movie. He was like, this, this is my character. I want this. I need this. This is who I am. And yeah, I guess he, yeah. yeah. Cool for him. <laughs> what a turn. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think they expected Todd Phillips to make the turn that he did in creating this movie because they go back to the Christopher Nolan trilogy of Batman, where it's mm-hmm. the gritty world, it's relative yeah, real comparisons world, right? to yeah. your ideas. And then they went all the way the opposite and with Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad. And all these movies were super yeah. fantastical because they were trying to copy Marvel. And so this one goes yeah. back and bases it, grounds it in reality and makes it that really dark world that you're familiar with for Christopher Nolan's work. Yeah. And I agree with that because that's what I miss the most about at least DC films with the, with Batman right, is how it's gritty and dark. Yeah. And when you did, like you said, when you mentioned the other ones after the dark Knight series, it's it kind of like you said, when the Marvel direction, which is nice. I like Marvel, but you kind of still want that. Trying to be Marvel dark. and being Marvel is yeah. a big difference. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this this is Martin Scorsese, but that's a topic for later. This this, <laughs> film to, this film didn't seem to have any kind of like Marvel feel to it, like at all. At least no. from what I could tell from the outside. It's not a comic book or superhero movie no. that you're familiar with, unless no, yeah. I can't even like if Watchmen went darker. I think they could have went like the if they made the graphic novel more on this idea. It's that whole idea where it's really. <clears throat> intense version of superheroes and all of that idea it's not like a oh my god it's comics leaping off the pages that's not what this movie is right not at all (laughs) exactly but what's not neat about this and what dc maybe should continue to do is these like little unique one-offs for a bit while they reestablish their vignettes (laughs) yeah yeah, they're great because, you know, it, it reminds me growing up as a kid reading all these one off books. I mean, this was loosely based off of the killing joke um, and they took some other scenes from other uh, like the Dark Knight uh, Returns. Um, but it had that really feel of like that standalone loose, comic. Real loosely based on real loose. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking about specific scene. They were there were some specific scenes that were note for note, almost the same. OK, Um but the killing show, but it had that feel of like a standalone. That's what I'm trying to get at. Not necessarily. Yeah. That yeah it just was a directly based idea. on something. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a one-off. It was like, here's a cool little one-off almost not a what if, but almost like a what if kind of thing. Um, and it had that ambiguity that made it work in any situation. Like it wasn't like here's a definitive something um, like the end of the killing joke is very ambiguous and it's great because mm-hmm. of that. So it works within the narrative anywhere. Um, this kind of has that same have... aspect the name to work with people know who joker is you don't have to create a brand new character you don't need to tie oh look see how he's connected in this whole universe you know you're not like oh here's the guardians of the galaxy you've never met before you know this is a guy that you've seen tons of times since 1930s yeah yeah but and i feel like i said this in the last episode was it necessary to have a backstory on joker and from what it seems 93 million (laughs) dollars worth uh yeah (laughs) I think it was worth having a backstory on something how, like this. Yeah, because I feel like DC can how still you do make it. bank with just the name recognition they have. It doesn't have to be part of a grander scale universe to still make bank. 
Well, and the cool thing about this, I've heard like theories and stuff. I was looking up theories online and one guy was like, this was maybe just the first rendition of Joker. And there like other Jokers, like, for instance, the Heath Ledger Joker could be almost like a copycat Joker. And people are just kind of like. That's what I thought they were going to set up. Honestly. Right. As that, this movie's going on, I'm like, okay, it's set in the 70s for a reason. That right. All future yes. Joker, you know, this guy passes on or sets the mantle of, oh, this is what Joker but strives that to be. Is right. kinda, well, the, that's what's, the, but that's the ambiguity of it all, is it could be. And it could very well be. And I, I like how it yeah. left it open like that, because your mind does kind of go that way. It's like, well, that doesn't quite make sense that he would be, like, if you, if you actually watch the character development of this guy throughout the film and... Um, he is an unreliable narrator, which I think we should talk about at some point in this podcast. But you look at him, you're like, I don't, not too sure if he could really be the Joker moving forward, but I can definitely see him being an inspiration for the Joker big time. Right. So I because, think that's kind of a yeah. good theory. Because when yeah. you look at like people, like, uh, like all of the other Jokers from this, from let's say the seventies on, you know, you've got your, you've got your Jack Nicholson, you know, he put his own little spin to it. I I think it is kind of a really cool way of looking at this now is. Yeah. yeah, The same character done different ways. Right. These are the, the future jokers are all just copycats and which I think that's brilliant because at the end of the day, you could have infinite jokers for the end of time. Yeah. Because Pretty you have much. multiple universes. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. <laughs> save it for the other podcast. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> we're talking Marvel. What are we doing here? <laughs> hold on, wait. What are we doing here? It's a uh, timey, timey, wibbly wobbly. Always works. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, not to get. Yeah, I don't want to dive in too much into the spoiler territory at the end there. But yeah, it's getting pretty close. I like it though. Um, let's just say it is a self-contained story. Um, we'll leave it mm-hmm. at that, I guess. Um. And it, you know, it's funny, a lot of, uh, going into this too, a lot of people are like, oh, it doesn't really tie in much to Batman. I'm like, it tied in almost Ooh. the entire film was Batman-based. Mm. I don't know what people were talking about. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I'm like, I know there's no Batman yet because Batman is a Batman little boy yet. in this. He's a yeah. bad boy right now. <laughs> but it's like, boy. Yeah, it was all based on the Waynes and, and Gotham. And like, what are you talking mm. about? Of course it was. Well, I just, it, it tied in so well with them too. It, well, what, good. We, what they did really well, um, I don't know if I should bring this up because it is kind of a spoiler, I guess. Well, do we uh, want to well, jump let, into let spoilers Let me give the spoiler-free review before we there get there. Go. Okay, let's Thank do you. that. Let's do a right. spoiler-free review really quick. Okay. Go ahead. Go see this movie. It is amazing. Okay. I'll wait for digital. And see. <laughs> <laughs> if you we'll, like we'll cinema, it, Trevor. I think you can if see you like good well. acting and good cinematography and great soundtrack, go see this movie. Do and just really... To be more serious and to flesh it out, the way they establish emotion in the audience to make you feel the awkwardness of him at certain points, to then feel the tension build as he develops into the role, to feel always the emotion tying with the character, it's really excellently done. And Mm -hmm. like you said, the soundtrack is absolutely perfectly fitting for the flow of the movie. Shots are amazing. Joaquin Phoenix, I think it's the best Joker, to be honest. Like Heath Ledger did an amazing job, and I think it's glorified because posthumously you know everyone is put on that higher pedestal but what joaquin phoenix did it is the most psychotic thing i've seen in a big budget movie yeah you know there's some like real niche roles that are way out there but in a big budget movie he just nails that psychosis and you feel that psychosis through the entirety of the film well now in an audience with people too do you feel like if uh if heath ledger had a two-hour movie 
Because we didn't spend two hours with Heath Ledger. Right. We just spent bits and yeah. pieces. If we spent two hours, do you think that he would have had the same impact that he did? Uh, because everybody still loves Heath Ledger's Joker. Like, they're still well, saying he did an he's amazing the best. Great Joker. Job, but right. I'm just saying that's how awesome Joaquin Phoenix did. I'm mm-hmm. not dragging down Heath Ledger oh, no, at no, all. And I'm I, just I, saying yeah. Joaquin Phoenix went up. Yeah, he, right. he I, met that, that, that bar. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not saying that you're bringing down anybody, um, but I'm just wondering if we did spend two hours with Heath Ledger, would we have this same effect that we had when we watched The Dark Knight? Like, is it, is it could it be as impactful as Joaquin Phoenix's uh, Joker? I think Heath Ledger would have made an amazing standalone Joker film in this idea, <clears throat> but Christopher Nolan focusing on Two-Face and all that, right. it kind of drags down also what you're doing with yeah. Dark Knight. Right. Unfortunately, it does, yeah. But I, I, I get you, Alex. I think it, it does. I think it, would have been, I think it would have been fun to see him do that. I think it would have had the same impact because I think he would have gone all in like he did for The Dark Knight. But do you also it's think like it's what the... they did with the, the Spider-Man movies, you know? We don't see Tom Holland have the whole Uncle Ben storyline that we've seen a million times. Right. You know, the Heath Ledger Joker, mm-hmm. he comes in, he's already full on Robin Banks, smashing people's right. heads through pencils. He's yeah. all crazy. <laughs> That's true, though, yeah, because with Heath Ledger's Joker, you don't see how he got to that point. Yeah, with this Joker, with Joaquin, you get to see that. Uh, but yeah, with Alex, I think it, it might be sought out a little bit differently, but... Going back to what Trevor was saying, though, for me, when I walked out of that movie, I felt that this was a great Joker. I have a hard time choosing between the two, which one I feel is the best, because there's just so great. I mean, they really brought out the Joker in the comic books to life to where you can kind of you could feel everything that they're going through well, and, that's, and understand why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, that's what I was seeing online is there's there's a lot of back and forth who played the better Joker. But I mean, obviously you guys got to see that, you know, two hour well, it's also, version. Right. It's also a different period in his own life. Like no one ever mm-hmm. really did like his orange as much other than uh, mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson doing the whole mobster boss. Oh thing. That yeah. Really wasn't much of a stretch. It was pretty much the same character just without acid on his face. Right. Um, but what was interesting about this um, is that this is probably the first time that I can think of of any of the live action Jokers, at least. that so we actually saw sadness and mm-hmm. torment in the Joker. That's what makes the Joker so great in the comics. He's not just this happy, goofy, you know, anarchist clown. Um, he does feel actual sadness and like weird, like mental has a lot of mental issues. And you see that here mm-hmm. and it's unnerving to see that. And it's like, Oh my God, why is this guy laughing and crying at the same time? Like what the heck is happening? Yeah, they make everything so visceral to all that he's going through and just, when Joker arrives at Dark Knight as Heath Ledger, you have kind of a picture of what Joker is. You, he's fully embodying mm-hmm. it. To see it develop, you know, the face paint that he does, the suit that he picks, and then when he finally gets that full ensemble and he goes down the stairs, it's an awesome sequence of when mm-hmm. he's fully on, I am Joker now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this Heath is, Ledger this never scene... got that dramatic reveal of the development yeah. that builds up to it. Yeah, during sure. that whole process. Yeah, and that scene was in like all the trailers too. I'm like, well, if we see this, it's probably not going to be as impactful. And it blew my it's, mind. It yeah, was so well done. Because <laughs> you're anticipating it. Great. Yeah, it does I'm come, like, okay, it, I was not expecting it, it to happen after that scene. And with that song, oh my God, what is happening in this movie? We ready nuts. to spoil it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go to town. Let's do it. It's a Gotham town. To 
those listeners who would like to avoid spoilers but continue listening to us, please jump ahead to 3922. So the Hey song so, uh, for that reveal is absolutely perfection. Out of all the songs they could have picked, you know, because everything was kind of fit for the time period. It's more like classic rock or 70s style ideas, you know, past. They even had 40s and 50s songs. And then we have this 2000 song right in the middle of the movie, but it somehow perfectly fits. It did. I was like, what is happening? Well, hold on. What song it's like, is Am I this? supposed to cheer for this guy? I don't know what the actual name of that dang song it's is. It's called Rock it's, it's and the Roll Part 2. Rock and roll you'll you'll hear it at every sporting event you'll ever go to. Uh, yeah, it's like you all ready for this? Yeah, y'all ready for this? No, not that song. Not, not the not that one. Not that one. <laughs> Close. Not that one. Though. I'm thinking Josh. That's what Josh had. Josh had the notes down. <laughs> That's okay. We won't get uh, dinged for it. Um, in case we say yeah, it too we won't well. get in trouble for it. I don't it think too. we've ever been dinged <laughs> for anything. No, we haven't. You never know. You never know who's listening to us. What famous uh, producer is listening to us right into us? Yeah, who produced but anyways, it, was, it was a great scene. Uh, but what, what was really unnerving about that moment is like you're like almost rooting for this guy that you're like watching being this horrific like mm-hmm. murderer for like an hour in the film. Like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know if I should be feeling this way. And yet I'm they make him like, kind of sympathetic at the start, too. So you have do, the kid too, steal right? his sign and beat him. And then you have the yep. guys yeah. at the train steal his bag and beat him. And then he finally flips the script and kills those guys on the train. And you're like, those guys were pricks. They, whatever. <laughs> of yeah, Wall Street pricks. Yeah. Screw those guys, of course. Because they already set those guys up as pricks because they're messing with the chick on the train. She's just reading her book. Mm-hmm. And they're being like exactly. all pervy and sexual harassment stuff going. Yeah. Right. And that, yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's what I, uh, one of the reviews that I saw was, I mean, who knows if he didn't, do if he what he started laughing right and it distracted them yeah. enough to where <laughs> yeah. she got yeah, away. It's all condition. On him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I mean, everybody had this feeling. Oh, she's gonna get raped. You know, if it wasn't for her, right. him saving her, I mean, in a way, now that makes him look like a good guy. Of course. Mm. Except he, he killed, killed him. Yeah. Like and you know, Batman would yeah. just yeah. arrested. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He arrested. No. Well, let me unload hell, every bullet in my gun into all these guys. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. They they liked headshots or just explosion mm-hmm. of brain matter in this movie. That was one oh, of their did. favorites. <laughs> it was very graphic. Uh, it was more than I expected. It was graphic. Not the most graphic I've seen. I mean, I watched no, not the most well, graphic. At least for, at least for like a DC for, movie. It's definitely sudden with what movie. else is going on. Yeah. yeah. It was graphic for that. For that for sure. And and then that too. They also make him feel sympathetic and nice because he goes on this these dates with this woman this woman becomes his his uh, girlfriend and is really nice to him and you can see like a softer side when he's with her but then of course we find out that that was all just in his head it was all all big twist <laughs> well now i he know he wasn't actually dating earlier her. you guys had mentioned that it had a lot of uh bruce wayne in it or yeah bruce wayne in it right no Right. Thomas, no, Thomas, Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. Not just, Bruce just Wayne. the whole Batman aspect. Yeah. The right. dad. So, uh, what was the story behind all of that? It's so just, the whole it idea. shows him in Gotham City, and it bases it yeah. in Gotham City. It bases and Thomas Wayne, and we develop that he's kind of running for mayor. He's influencing the whole city, mm-hmm. and Joker specifically hates the way the whole city is run, and you know, anarchy that builds right against person of power. And of course, Thomas Wayne has the awesome line that everyone are just a bunch of clowns who don't work hard or aspire to greatness like he does. Oh, wow. Right. Even, even also, too, he, uh, 
his, uh, we call it the Joker's mom. Oh. Uh, it tells him, or like through notes that he that she's sending yeah, to the Wayne. This is the big plot Wayne's, point, by the way. Is that yeah. uh, that well, the Joker? That's his son. So the Joker's thinking that hey, that's that's my father. So he's going through trying to find out if it's true or not by going to their house to approach to co- confront him about it because his mom. Right, and this is, is actually that he had an affair right, so he... with Joker's mom. Yeah, which and I've Thomas been hearing Wayne is joker's dead yeah right i've been hearing a lot of stink that uh that people are not too excited at the fact that now that makes batman and joker half brothers well that's so here's the thing thing. if you watch the movie no 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 no, no. i know i know but people were upset like throughout and then they obviously learned yeah that that that's not the truth of course But here's the great thing about that is that this was already done in the comics in the the storyline of Court of Owls, which is one of my favorite runs in recent memory. They did the same thing. It was like, oh, my God, Batman has a brother all these years we never knew about. And this he was like his arch enemy in this series. And you find out it wasn't the case. And it was just brilliant. It's really, really well done. I think it's even better in the movie because... You know, it's now you can see like the end result. Yeah, you can see yeah. like, oh my god, that's a crushing blow. I'm a nobody. You know, I'm this kid that yeah. got beaten by my stepfather <laughs> and like chained to radiators and stuff. Like, holy god, <laughs> it's insane. I think that was a, the, one of the best parts that they did reveal was that he was he's, he doesn't know who he belongs to. Right, he has and no that's idea. What makes he's a Joker, that's what yeah. makes the Joker so mysterious. Is that there's yep. not really an origin story on him because yeah, nobody knows where he comes from. He doesn't have one. Isn't even his mom. He's adopted. Nope. Yeah. That's even more yeah. oh, so than wow. he's, he's all effed up. Yeah, the movie's effed up. His mom isn't even his mom. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that, that's yeah. a whole great sequence because then we bring I'm in the whole Atlanta connection. I'm glad they did that because for a while connection. I was like, I was like oh no, this can't be real that they actually create an origin story sort of for him. So yeah. when they showed that he was adopted, it's like, okay, thank you. I, yeah, I thank like you. That. I know. I was a little worried for a moment there. I'm like, I hope they go the whole <laughs> other route. Well, now that's interesting yeah. because... Would would we be interested in seeing who his biological parents are? Are they just as messed up as he is? It's not relevant. No, no it's not relevant. That's not yeah. relevant at all. Yeah. What they set that. up that this Joker's existence, his psychosis, is from essentially trauma to the brain when he was little. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, do. I, I kind of wasn't a fan that they oversimplified mental problems by, oh, you know, if you're beaten as a little kid, you're going to be crazy and killing people in the future. I, right. I don't know. Yeah. That was right. a little easy. That was the one part I didn't like of the whole film, but <laughs> it wasn't that big it's of a deal. Easy outs. They had to try to figure out how to turn it around. So that, I guess that was the easiest way for them to do it. Well, so. but it, I think uh, the scariest would be if he was totally sane and still doing this. You know, People are already used to crazy people killing a bunch of people. If you made it where he was conscious of his own mental problems and still doing it, and it would be much creepier and scarier. It would be, huh? Yeah, I mean, it would fit in because it'd be the philosophy of the the mother. She never left the house. So her whole perception of what real life was or what the world was was based on her own interaction. Because he even said that, too, when... She's like, oh, I was hanging out with my friends. And like, who are your friends? Oh, the people on TV. It's his right. mom. You don't have any friends. You don't get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that would be the greatest example of him being insane. Because all he would be, he would know about the world is just what his mom sees on TV. Hmm. Now, another good thing. So we, I guess we'll call it like a bait and switch kind of thing. That the unreliable narrator aspect was one aspect. But there's also a few in my opinion, kind of bait and switches on the audience for who are familiar with Batman lore 
Um, one great sequence is the scene where all the, you know, the one one percenters go to the movies um, mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. and they go see modern times, which is, you know, I think a great choice for the film. Um, they're all laughing and Joker sneaks in there because you think, OK, Joker's going to sneak in there and kill Thomas Wayne. And I'm like, wait a second, is this going to be the big scene where he kills the parents? And why are they not watching Zorro? Like, what is happening right now? And it's not. It's not that at all. It's a, it's it's him confronting Thomas mm-hmm. Wayne about being his father. And that whole scene happens at the end of the movie. It's like, it's yeah. re- unreal. Like, that was really well done. I thought, like, for sure that's where they were going with this, and they didn't. So it was kind of neat. It really kept you on edge. Like, you didn't know what to expect when you do stuff like that. Well, and... Yeah, there was a whole <laughs> tension through every scene they set up. That's what they did. Yeah, you just don't know what's going to happen. Is he going to flip, flip on this person and kill this person? I mean, that scene with the midget and the... Sorry, I'm, I know that's we, what he calls him in the movie. I know that's the right word yeah. for him, but... Yeah, oh, man, that scene was intense. You're just sitting there oh, the whole yeah. time like that. Poor guy. Like, that, is he going to make it out of this freaking room? You framed him. You're talking about... I know, the, I know, uh, I know. I'm just saying, I'm like, but still, I'm like, oh, is he going to do it? His name is oh. Gary. 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 Okay, Gary. God, it was so Gary. I mean, when he locks the door, oh. you're like, I thought he was going like, to shoot over. him. I, know. I didn't think it would be yeah. as... Like, he picks up the scissors. And I'm like, okay, I see the scissors, but I see the gun. To stab somebody in the neck and then the head and then grab their head and bash it into bash a door frame repeatedly. That yes, it was is just intense. nuts, man. <laughs> and, and the, the fact that he just sat there, it. he just has to the stand floor? there and watch it. But he sat there on the floor, like completely emotionless, with that white face. Yeah. It was just unnerving. He just they did a great not, job of having not blood happy splatter onto his white face anything. paint as many oh, times great. as they could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was a real intense scene though, because like even when he's trying to say, "Oh no, you could go. I'm not going to hurt you." Oh no, the door's locked, friend. and you know he can't reach yeah. the door when he walks over there. Such I'm like, a great scene. He's going to do something, and the, <laughs> and the whole audience is like nervously laughing, like, "Ha, ah, oh god," because <laughs> it's funny, but it's also not funny. So it's like this whole movie is like so darkly humorous. So are mm-hmm. are you rooting for Joker in this movie? Are you rooting for Joaquin Phoenix? That's, we don't know, right? You have the, that's the brilliance of the unreliable narrator is it tricks you into wanting to root for him because you keep thinking he's this really nice guy you should be sympathetic for. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when he dates that woman. Like, like she likes him. You know, that she must see something. I didn't believe him, that at out. all. Okay, there's I know, no of way course, that she's ended up point. with that creepy guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's that's no like, way. Yeah. But that's what they try to trick you into. They want to make you feel like, oh, he's he's a good guy. But no. So and I know that this movie obviously plays on just a full range of emotions. I mean, is there is there a lot of uh, like sadness in this movie where you could actually get welted up and almost cry in it? No, no, Uh, I think it's more your skin crawls of the yeah, awkwardness of and creepy sequences. I, mm-hmm. It's never like, oh, gut punch, it's sad, more, sorrow. Yeah, right. it's more unnerving. You're just like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I want to say sadness. Okay. <laughs> it's just no. unnerving. Yeah, I, you can't really find that there because even when the mom is in the hospital, yeah, you don't feel he like... Yeah, because he didn't care about her. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's hard to sad. I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah. And, and when he no, does kill the important. mom, that's totally in character and makes sense because he just gets the information mm-hmm. that she allowed him to right. get beat when he was a little kid and that she's lied to him his whole entire life. Yeah. yeah. She's like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to root for that, but it, it makes sense that you yeah. do that. It's like, and right. then they do have the cops chasing him, which is actually at least 
they weren't so inept that they couldn't figure out that there was this guy in a clown mask who killed three people. Maybe we go to the one place in town that hires clown guys. Thank <laughs> so you. So at least the cops weren't <laughs> totally inept. But then we get the cool, like, uh, V for Vendetta idea where everybody's wearing the that Joker was great. mask. That was such a great scene. <laughs> going on they the can't train see where he's at. Yeah. Yeah, they're running through all these clowns in a crowded subway train, and of course they shoot one of someone in the train, and chaos ensues, and they beat up the cops. It's such a great scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh I, love how he, I love how he dances afterwards, too. He's like, here I am. Yep. Yeah. This is my madness. This is great. <laughs> oh, creepy film. Um, definitely and then, creepy. Do we want to talk about the climax of the film? The big weird twists and stuff. The talk show too is interesting. Yes, you could start at the talk show and the go from there. The talk show is the one just because you have it set up in that classic Johnny Carson style where there's one guy on, he's like the big name, everybody tunes and watches it every night. And he has the big celebrities or whatever, and he goes and does a smaller stage show. I don't know what comedy club would approve him to go on stage. This guy, he has no, no, he's never making it on stage, but he does make it on stage for this film. Just enough for him, them to have claps, clips to make fun of him on a big late night show. So they bring him in as a guest. Yeah. And conveniently enough, the two cops who knows that he killed those three guys, guess what? They're incapacitated on the train, so no one can report yep. that our <laughs> nope. guest who used his actual name is going to go on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, what's interesting, too, before all this, too, is that uh, uh, the Joker, he really idolized or kind of really saw uh, the talk show host as like a father figure, yeah. Because at the beginning, it shows him have like a, I guess like an like a dream or whatever, like a vision of yeah, him visions. saying yeah, that he sequence. wishes that he was his son. Mm-hmm. And so he, they hug each he, other and everything. It's like yeah. this big emotional moment that he's like daydreaming about it. And of course, at the end, he calls him basically a joker, and that you know he's not funny, and brings him on the show just to make fun of him, and that made him freaking lose it. Mm-hmm. So he shot him in the head, and killed him. Live on TV. Whoa. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. I like that. Probably um, I don't you're think any build people... up to it and you say it oh, no. subtly nope. and out of the side of your mouth. We're not just quickly. Come on, frog. It's just the way it happened in the in the film. He had Alex on this on his build this wow. frog. Yeah, I know, Prog. Nope, that was it. Just, well, because they you didn't even get boom. to say that he admitted to the crime on national TV. I was the guy who killed the three people after he just told the stage manager and the host that, oh, this isn't political at all, me wearing this whole clown outfit. This has nothing to do with that. And he goes and is like, you know that clown guy? I'm the clown guy. I killed those three guys. And they have a whole conversation. No one's on the phone know, immediately. They no don't go like, to commercial uh, immediately. Cops. We have a guy who just admitted that. It, let's let's talk about your feelings. So why did you do this? <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, that was a little weird. Uh, my only guess is that he probably wanted the ratings. You know, like I can. Think, oh, it'd be like, really oh, good ratings. Murderer yeah. admits to killing okay. on late night show. Yep. <laughs> well, he sure got him though. Yeah, and then yeah, he does sure shoot him in the head very suddenly. Because before we get to that point, he's practicing in his room, and he's practicing the joke where he's going to shoot him. his shoot himself in the head, and so right. in the actual interview. He goes, pulls out the gun, and shoots him in the head. And he doesn't pull the gun and wave it around for a while. It's one motion. No, when he pulls that gun out, mm-hmm. he's shooting him. It's not like, oh, I'm going to shoot go. somebody in the audience or something. It's just and what, one motion, boom. But the great lead up to this is, is as he's practicing, he keeps fumbling his gun in his room. He's one time yeah. he even shoots it off. Yeah. Like, that's how bad he is with the weapons. You're like, oh, my God, what is going to happen in the scene? Is he going to shoot himself in the head? Is he going to accidentally shoot an audience member? Like, what's going to happen? And it's brilliant because, like, he just was, like, in that moment, boom, 
Like he was like a, I don't know, he was perfect. So with like he he finally became with Joker. all with all Jokers yeah. that we've seen in the past, they've all been leaders. Does he end up becoming some some sort of a leader in this movie? That's so that's, that's where the, the movie gets fun. Yeah. So the ending, right. he's <laughs> arrested by the cops. He's in the back of the cop car. They're driving down the streets, and we got you know everybody's rioting around. This is when we have Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne killed in the alley by somebody who's just wearing a clown mask. We go back to him, and somebody else wearing a clown mask pile drives the cop car. They set him free, and essentially everybody gathers around and roots for him. You know, get up, get up, because he's like unconscious or whatever. But he doesn't really say anything. He's not like, okay, we're going to lead this revolution or anything. He's just a figurehead for all of these people's anger with society. So do you think that that could have been one of his many visions, though? Or are you led to believe that this is... Oh, sorry, go ahead. But wait, there's more! There's more! (laughs) So the movie doesn't end there like I thought it would. So there's like a ending to the ending, which is well. The movie the could have ended hospital. at three different points. Like just in the cop oh, car, they he could have just said like uh, yep. you you whatever he says like that's entertainment or whatever, and they could have just ended it right there. They could have, but they didn't. No, nope. and then they could have ended with the mob. Nope, they go to the actual insane asylum, Arkham, because it's Batman movie. <laughs> 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 And he's talking to the psychiatrist or whatever, and he's like, oh, you wouldn't get it, because he does his crazy hysterical laugh over and over again, and he says, joke when you get it. And we see him leave, and he has blood all on his footprints as he's walking in the nice white linoleum (laughs) hallway. It's a pretty great scene. It could have been. It is. Well, especially since he flashes on Bruce Wayne in the alley, you know, standing in front of his dead parents, and he calls that the joke. I mean, that's the killing joke right there. It was pretty well done. Mm-hmm. And then you don't know. Is it is it true? Maybe he really wanted the Waynes dead because he's so angry. Which is that, that was like his vision. Uh, one of, Where did all this stuff actually one happen? of the silly yeah. one of the know. silly reviews that I that I listened to today said what would be the point of a very rich philanthropist or whatever, you know, the Waynes. Philanthropist. Yeah, <laughs> what would be the point of the the Waynes during all these riots and during all this BS that's going on? Why are they going out to the movies? Like, wouldn't they want to be it's because they, hunkered down for, like, let no, things that's calm whole, down? that's not Thomas Wayne. Well, that was before that all that not, happened, though. Right, yeah. but that's also not Thomas Wayne. If you look at any movies and any of the comic books, Thomas Wayne is never one to back down or hide. Okay. He was like, I'm going to go out there and be a He punches Joker in the face. If you just take this mm-hmm. movie by yeah. itself, he's on the lead to say, <laughs> right. these people are ignorant. I'm not apologizing to anything that I've said in the past that may have antagonized him. I don't even care. These people are scum. They're not going to vote for me for being mayor, so I don't even need to appeal to them or anything. He's like, yeah. I care less. Yeah. Huh. So. So, yeah, there you go. That's why they're out and about. And the riot kind of happens suddenly. It's kind of right. not like they went in there during the riot. Oh, okay. <laughs> him yeah, killing the, the TV the host sparks the riot. Gotcha. So when they right. went yeah. out, he hadn't killed the TV host yet. Gotcha. Yeah. Now I'm tracking. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right. At that that point, I think there was just like some protests going on, some minor stuff. So he's like, "Oh, we're fine. We'll just go out to see, you know, see a film," not realizing, yeah, that's going to turn into a full blown riot everywhere in the streets. So, yeah, there you go. All in all, pretty good. I think it's going to be one of those films that's going to be talked about for a long time. Pretty outstanding film. Just the ideas that they portray in really cutting ways. You know, it's topics that are covered a lot: mental health and you know, 
poverty versus one percenters and all that idea. Right. And they make it in a very compact and concise way that is really jarring in the way they've cut it together and built the whole narrative. Cool. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it almost kind of makes you think like, yeah, maybe these uh, Waynes aren't so nice after all. So at the end of it all, it's all done. Yes. Do you see a sequel? Possibility. I, I mean, there's always a possibility. I know the, the filmmakers never planned on it and didn't want to, but now they made so much money. Who knows? Yeah, the right. The studios were like, like, hey, make a sequel. But I don't think any of the filmmaker ideas were like, we're making this with the intention to make a sequel. No, he wanted to make he wanted so to make So if it his happens, I think it will be disjointed. And honestly, the way Joaquin Phoenix is, I don't even know if he would sign on to do it. Well, and that's the thing. Well, yeah. I mean, there's Ooh, sorry. Go ahead. There's interviews saying that he's he's interested in doing. He would be interested if, as long as it's right. However, right because at okay. the end of the day, what are they going to do? Bring him into the '80s now? Like how how do you how do you now transition from that Arkham, you know, Arkham to you know, whatever decade they want to throw them in next. Right. I don't know. I, I don't know. But it's tough, though, because be you wouldn't know. I mean, they left it open so you could just kind of leave like, it up to the viewers to I, figure I, that's it out. That's what I like. I like that. I hate it when, like, you have a really good ambiguous ending and then you try to capitalize on that rather than yeah, a filmmakers, ending that is, like... They kind of try to hold the audience by the hand these days because... There's been it's just mm-hmm. kind of a studio thing. It's a wider way that we're going in society. And to have a movie with ambiguous mm-hmm. endings to just let the viewer decide what happened, what went on. That's that's a unique thing, but it's definitely appreciated. It is appreciated. Yeah, it worked well for um, what was the show I watched? It was uh, the show on Netflix, The End of the Effing World. I don't know if you guys ever caught that. It's a. Uh, Really fantastic coming of age. Uh, it's always in my suggestions. Yes, it's just absolutely fantastic. It's not what you think it's going to be, and you watch it like, oh my god, this is insane. But it has such a great, like, the great ambiguous ending. And then I heard news that they're going to try to do a sequel to it, and I'm like, why? Like, why would you ruin a perfect show? Well, and that's the thing. That's but that's the world we live in now. We live in a world I know, I where. Know everything needs a in scene. a world in a world <laughs> yes where one movie well, we is started not that good topic enough. right at the start that we did huh it's just kind of the whole money thing money drives all interests mm. and ideas the reason joker works if this was a movie that was called clown or whatever bob yeah name, bob the clown I mean, it's called yeah. like bizarro or whatever people are like what is that but it's yeah. called joker oh it's joker <laughs> right that's true Oh man. Uh well yeah, I almost I wonder mean, if I would see from it, what but... I hear, maybe I do need to go out and see it. I uh, go out and see it, or should I just wait to watch it in the comfort yeah. of my own living room? Oh, you this gotta is feel the best no, no, no. clown movie yeah, of 2019. We can kick Pennywise and it to the curb. We'd never <laughs> hear about that dumb clown ever again. There's only one clown in Hollywood. <laughs> that was a hot take. I did not need that to it's pretty true. I mean, I can't, I can't see myself watching it. I would watch this movie another time for would sure. Would you really? Even this movie was the... just brutal and tense. I don't even know. I don't know if I could. That was yeah. intense, dude. Yeah, like it too. You watch it and it's goofy. I mean, there's always a place for goofy clown-based movies, but it. This movie's like, oh my god, this is like, I could see some psychotic guy doing this. Yeah, do I want to like watch somebody's psychotic breakdown on film again the second time? I don't know. Maybe, maybe someday later but you have to see it in a, in a movie theater and be uncomfortable yeah. with everybody else in the theater that's the best part and imax was outstanding the shots they <laughs> yep. had in this movie 
Oh, oh man. man, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I'm I'm teetered. The soundtrack at full blast, where it's just like kind of ripping at you as you're already tense. You're completely engaged in this movie. You won't even. You won't even. I told you I didn't want to go to the bathroom. Like two hours go quick. You're like, I do not know how they're gonna wrap this up. I do not know where the end point of this film is. Right. I did it. Well, that sounds pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cool. I mean, would you want to, but with this movie, would you want to see this Joker go against a Batman? Is that something that anybody would want to see? Because, I mean, by the time Batman is 30, he's going to be in his 60s. Yeah, he'd be like having a walker or a right, cane or be, something. By the be because we see he'd be he's eight age. years old, and Joaquin Phoenix is like forty-two or something. Right. So if if not older, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he would have to become that mob boss, the Jack Nicholson mob boss. Right. You know, he would, or he just has to go into the more fantasy realm of the comics of what Joker does to sustain his things through he's so long sustain time his health somehow. And that's the thing. Yeah, he's always had that, like, he's, I mean, <laughs> take this with a grain of salt, but he's always had this supernatural-esque type of feel to him. Like, nothing, right. nothing's going to stop him. Even Batman, every time that he gets him, nothing stops him. He always ends up getting through somehow. Yeah. Well, he just sends him to Arkham every single time, and Arkham has no security, and he gets out. For some reason, he doesn't. I mean, security. You have, like, the most crazy psychotic people on Earth are all focused in Gotham City. And, nah, we we won't beef up security ever. We'll just keep throwing him in there. They'll keep escaping. We'll just get... Batman, they escaped again. Yeah. I mean, the last scene of the film is him running around being chased by the guards. It's hilarious. Yeah, and they're just regular guards. Benny Hill cartoons. It is. It is. Was there oh, was there a great. Saturday Night Live skit where it was like Batman is just like this rich kid who just needs to have like, like do something. So they hire a bunch of like people like, oh, we've got this psychotic clown. He's running the city. We need Batman to go save him familiar. type of thing. Have you guys seen that? I don't no, think but it was it's Saturday a, Night Live, but it does sound yeah, familiar. It's a though. good solid skit that makes sense. Right, that out. Because it's like, I mean... <laughs> What? Oh, the penguins out there! Watch out for the Riddler! Well, well come on, little Brucey! Let's <laughs> Bruce go find Wayne, him! Let's go get him! And rather than him causing a muck around the city, he actually just goes and finds these like actors, and he's like, "I got him! I got him!" And then they get, get out again every time. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I gotta look that up. I'll have to great. find that. Maybe we put a yeah, link in the show down. notes or something. I'm loving this. This is a great idea. Um, I did like. And shout out to the, the, the subtle nod to the uh, the old Batman 66 where he uh, where Bruce goes down the pole on his playset when he goes to meet the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. It was really funny. He, like, it was like really subtle. Too. He's like whips around, goes straight down the pole. I'm like, yep, there you go. Now, could you see cool this style it. of movie working for, let's say, Penguin or the Riddler something like that? I That's see this style question, of movie actually. working for anything. I love this style of movie. Yeah, to be honest. you could probably use it for any of those guys. Why don't you just hope DC sticks with this style? I don't care who does this style. Just you make these more grounded reality ideas of crazy, psychotic people who could potentially kill you. 
I like that. <laughs> you know, having like, oh, like some purple, it. some eight foot purple guy from millions of galaxies away come and snap away half the reality. That's, I don't really think that's going to happen. But I could see some crazy hey, malnourished guy coming and starting killing people. That's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Considering I that, like that that type of stuff's happening every day. Yeah, it's just it's really just if you make a film where you keep the audience tense throughout the two hours and just on their feet or on their toes of not knowing what's gonna happen, make more movies like that. I don't need you to walk my hand through the movie and all of the cool little narrative that you built. I don't need you to pound I my know, head over when they do that. pound a hammer over my head of look at all this awesome filmmaking I'm doing. Just make a great damn story. Yeah. Well, that, that is actually probably my only point in the movie that I wasn't, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. Like the whole um, fight club reveal moment where they go back to every scene and show you how the girlfriend wasn't oh, really in those scenes. Yeah, I'm like, I oh, need come that. on. I, I, yeah, you we didn't, didn't need, need that at all. That we already clip. figured it out. Yeah. We knew as soon as she said, get out of my apartment, that it wasn't real. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. That was Don't hold my hand with this. Unnecessarily. Yeah. And they kept going. I'm like, oh god, now this scene? Okay. <laughs> it's like we get it. So that's my that's my I guess my one complaint. Everything else was pretty good. Go see this movie. Um, in the yeah, theater. Go see this movie, everybody. <laughs> right now. Yeah, don't be a Just joke. drop what you're movie. doing. Rip the headphones out of your ears and go to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to those critics. And this is a point I wanted to bring up real quick is that um, I love film criticism. It's something that I've always admired growing up. Um, even as a kid, like I always had Leonard Malton's book of movies every year. Like that was one of my favorite Christmas gifts because I'm a nerd. Um, nerd. So I think, film criti- I think film criticism is very important. But the problem now is, is they aren't really doing much of that. I mean, there still are film critics, but they're blowing it down to these percentages. And none of that really makes any sense. Um, I-, I think that it kind of hurts the moving going audience. I don't even think they really pay attention to that much. If you look at what is happening with audience goals, it's like they're not really paying attention to the percentages. Like, don't go see this movie. It's getting fifty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that just well, that's how we get really, Transformers metrics with no writers at all because that too, audience it's ridiculous. scores was high. <laughs> so it shouldn't be hey, people like see pretty shiny scores. colors just streak it across <laughs> the screen. <laughs> It's but not that's, true that's, that's cinema, though. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, you guys are all... Yes. Wait, wait. Who is it that said that recently? Huh, huh there's some guy. I think he made a movie that was like Joker, but nobody saw it. And I think it was called Taxi Driver. <laughs> <laughs> Right, do you want to jump into your hot take there? I do want to talk into the hot takes. You guys can jump in if you want. But this week, Martin Scorsese decided to be an old man and yell at clouds because <laughs> for some reason, he has a new movie coming out called The Irishman. It's coming to Netflix. And he's like, you know what? To get trendy, I'll rip the biggest franchise there is. And that will get everybody on board to see my movie. So uh, naturally, he's like, guess what? Marvel movies, they're fun, but... I really haven't seen them. I, I gave them a try, but they're, they're not my kind of movies and they're not cinema. You know, they're not really they're kind of like theme park equivalents to movies. They're doing a great job over there, but they're not <laughs> cinema. And really, honestly, who is he to be the gatekeeper of what art is? It goes to the whole idea. Oh, it's a cartoon, so it's not a real movie. And Pixar is making these absolutely heart-wrenching films like Up and stuff. It's like, shut up with the idea that cartoons are only for kids. That, that's dead. Right. Or video games can't be art. That's stupid, too. I mean, come on. Just there's Guess what? Times change. Things evolve. 
It's time to be acceptable and open to everything. You don't have to stake your claim to being an old guy and not like, oh, this isn't <clears throat> the classic movies that I grew up with. Dude, just because it's not a gangster movie where everybody kills each other doesn't mean it's not a good movie. Come on, dude. <laughs> Come on. But the worst Fair part points. is this like actual quote. It says... It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. So you're telling me when the Russo brothers made Infinity War and Endgame, they're like, we're just making bank here. We don't really care if the audience connects with us. We, we for, screw all this stuff that Stan Lee created. We're just winging it. We're, yeah, we're all nothing. for money. You know, Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> yep. do, do your own thing. I don't think anyone's going to care when you die or anything. No, no biggie. <laughs> I mean, come on! Yeah. They're not purposely Captain America trying didn't like to Peggy, convey right? emotion to the audience. That's not. how they're making their movie. How could you say right. something so asinine? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. He, dumb. he really hasn't seen the movies. That's that's understandable. I loved that rant. It is Thank you so much, Trevor. That was a great rant. So <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> Get off my lawn! It seems lawn. like Trevor was holding that in all day. <laughs> I've been hearing that since last week, and I just wanted to talk about. It. I mean, dude, let people enjoy things. Come on. And you you know what? He's I, I believe in freedom of speech. He can say what he wants, but he, he should also be open to criticism, criticism right back. <laughs> Recourse. Yeah. And seriously, don't put your foot in your mouth before you having a movie come out. Be like, uh, yeah, these directors, look at my movie. It's going to be awesome. Not. Hey, guess what? Our Marvel movies aren't real movies. They're just like theme park like, rides what? that people enjoy because they're pretty colors and there's no emotion conveyed or anything. I mean advertise the irishman why the hell are you talking about marvel movies yeah, at why are you talking about other movies <laughs> talking about your own movie is your movie so that boring and bad that you trotted out uh. some old guys who need to retire Ooh. come on we don't need al pacino and robert de niro and joe pesci and your cast that you can't work with new actors who aren't under 80 to make your gangster movies let's go dude i 100 percent agree Pe i didn't realize joe pesci was still alive Actually. i i honestly i'm not like yeah, what Godfather, not Godfather, what was it? Goodfellas. Goodfellas was like mm -hmm. probably the only Scorsese movie I really enjoyed <laughs> from him. But that's the thing. I'm, I mean, he's a great filmmaker. Oh, yeah, but yeah. He's, don't drag down other people's work. Build your own work up. Of course. That's exactly. all. But the thing, I just feel like he's just kind of one note at this point. I feel like everything, like you said, let's let's keep bringing Joe Pesci. Let's keep bringing Robert mm. De Niro. Let's keep putting them in every movie and make them do the same make it a gangster yeah, do movie. another right. gangster movie and do the same shtick over and over and over again yes. it's been done we've seen it but i that's my oh. opinion I, I i'm just not a scorsese fan i mean any more i mean yeah his older and stuff dude was should great. watch joker and then be like damn taxi driver sure does suck in comparison to joker <laughs> if we're gonna be real oh. <laughs> and fun fact, he was a producer on this, but he backed out. So he was originally going in and producing this film, but he backed out last wow, minute. I mean, he saw it. He's like, damn, that's going to make me look bad. I'm not putting any money. I know, right? Like, so yeah. I'm going to make the Irishman. <laughs> yep. I'm going to work straight with Netflix, which is very ironic because conveniently enough, last year, Steven Spielberg decided that Netflix movies, they're not real movies either, because they're like straight-to-TV movies. And guess what? When Indiana Jones came out back in the 80s, Martin Scorsese had the same rant about those movies. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, all this stuff. That's just theme park ride stuff. They're not real cinema. Dude, I don't care what your definition of cinema is, but 
Emoji movie is cinema. Yep. If I go down to the theater and they're playing it, it's cinema. I'm sorry. It is. It's at the cinema. Awesome craft. Guess what? If I grab my phone, my iPhone, and I go record stuff, and producers believe that it's awesome, I'm making it in any country around the world. It's in a different language. It's still cinema if people go to the theaters and watch it. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Maybe maybe Trevor insane. needs to do the ice bucket challenge to uh, calm down. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> though, man, because then Steven Spielberg. And Martin Scorsese are both idiots and old guys who aren't adapting. Stop criticizing uh, other people's works. Build up your own work. It's not that tough. Yeah. Jeez. I agree. We should end it there. That was fantastic. I, yeah, this is, this that was has a nice been, bleak ending to the This has been a pretty <laughs> awesome Joker episode. <laughs> podcast. And we had so many <laughs> other topics that we didn't get to. I don't think we even know, need to touch the other topics. Let's do you feel better now, Trevor? Well, I still want to say that Todd Phillips did an excellent job making Joker. But, dude, don't be like, oh, I can't make comedy movies anymore because of the PC crowd. That just means your comedy sucks. Go watch yeah, Bojack exactly. You're not good enough or Marvelous Miss Hazel <laughs> or Fleabag or anything that's good. This is like a great time in comedy. That just says that you have terrible comedy. Stick to making films like Joker because guess what? It's working. It's great. And keep your mouth shut during press <laughs> junkets. Yeah. You know? Say this in six months from now or six months before Joker came out. Not the week that it comes out. So people are like, oh, you know the director of Joker? He's a stupid idiot whose only jokes are making fun of marginalized people. I mean, come on, dude. Right. And Trevor's uh, rant is, uh, is going a little long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what? You should really uh, put a smile on that face. Very cool, man. But yeah, he did a great job with Joker. Go watch it. It's excellent. It sounds like you guys can't recommend that movie enough. I've heard that line so many that's, times. Tonight. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> to everyone listening, be sure to follow at Secondary Heroes for fun updates throughout the weeks. We're on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to check us out over on Mixer.com slash Secondary Heroes every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time, where we team up to achieve that second place victory. Not as of lately. We need to get back in there and really do it. <laughs> and if you haven't already, please rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And leave comments in SoundCloud. We're, we actually love going through the comments in SoundCloud and trying to talk back with you guys. You know, we want to get more interaction with y'all. To everyone listening, we hope you enjoyed and we'll talk to you next time. Frog out. See ya. Let's put a smile on that face. The evolution of clowns in Hollywood. That's your clickbait of the week. Prague, I feel like you, um... Oh, sh... <laughs> <laughs> Alex's old man brain. Oh, my God. Yep. It's contagious. <laughs> it's coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> She said. It's coming around the bend. Oh, oh, oh. freaks and geeks. That's what it was. Oh my. Freaks and geeks. Weeks nice. Ago.